Hello, hello, and welcome to the Meet Mediocrity Podcast Season 4, Episode 1. This is Mitch. I'm your host. There's a lot that's happened since the end of Season 3, so let's get right into it. So, I have to admit, after um, Season 3 concluded, um, which was about two months ago, I took a little time out. I took a pause. A couple reasons I did that. First, I kind of wasn't sure what I wanted to do with the podcast. Wasn't sure kind of what Season 4 should be about, but I knew... I didn't want it to just be a continuation of season three. I wanted there to be a different angle, and I wasn't sure exactly what that would be. I also wasn't quite sure what I wanted from me as it relates to the podcast. Um, I knew I loved doing the podcast. I just didn't know kind of how to have it evolve into this season. So I spoke to a lot of people, did a lot of reflection. And a few things came out of it. First, I had a lot of people say to me, Mitch, we love the podcast, but you're actually underselling yourself. People were like, you know, Mitch, you know, we who know you know that, yes, you, you, you may do things mediocre, but for the big picture, you're a pretty successful guy. And not just career successful, but kind of overall life and wellness successful. Now, success can be defined in a lot of different ways. There is no one definition of success. But I think, you know, largely speaking, I can be viewed as relatively successful. And I said, Mitch, in Meet Mediocrity, calling yourself Mediocre Mitch, using mediocre in the title which I'm going to continue to do for now, but thinking about it, um, they say you're underselling yourself. And the fact that you're able to do it despite having failures, despite having weaknesses, despite having setbacks, and being relatable and real about it, like that's what makes you unique. Why aren't you capitalizing on that? And Mitch... You have a lot of great stories. You've got a lot of interesting things to tell your audience. So use the platform to do that. So I heard a lot of things like that. Now, what I just told you wasn't me speaking to me. It was kind of some scattered thoughts I had, coupled with some conversations I had with friends and colleagues. And... This is what I just told you is kind of how this has evolved. The, the, the questioning, the thought process has evolved. So I'm going to try to be a little bit less. La- As you notice, I started this, this podcast episode by saying your host is Mitch, not mediocre Mitch. So I'm going to kind of do away with the mediocre side of me. Um, and I'm going to actually use season four to share some insights This is going to be a shortened season. The first three seasons of the Meet Mediocrity podcast were each 25 episodes in length. This one's going to probably be between 8 and 10, maybe 11, but in that kind of 10 range of episodes. And I'm going to do, um, I'm going to talk about things I wish I knew when I was starting my career. Now, I'm a senior person in a large professional services firm. 
And obviously didn't start off that way. Frankly, didn't start off having any clue that that's what I wanted the direction of my career to take. But that's where I am at the moment. Senior guy, large professional services firm. And, you know, I thought what I would do is, first of all, I'm not going to share specifics about my job because that's private. Um, however, I am going to share learnings and experiences and things I've seen others learn and experience that I think will be helpful for you. So, um, that's kind of, so now just to be clear, I'm trying to make this, this season, these, how to build your career or, or things I wish I knew when I started my career as something that works for everyone. Now, I know it won't work for everyone because I realize that being a in the professional services industry is different than perhaps being a chef or different than being a bus driver or different than being uh, an auto mechanic. But there are certain elements of any job, anything you're doing to make a career or to make a living that I think are teachable and learnable. And so I will hopefully share experiences that I had that are relatable and helpful to you. Secondly, I'm trying to do this without a ton of notes. So one of the things I, I'm going to have, a, I'm definitely going to have one of the episodes be about how to give a presentation, how um, to speak in front of a group, or at least things I've learned about good ways to do it. And one of the things I'll tell you right now, I'll tell you again later, is I try to keep my notes on one card. And I try to keep those notes light. So it's not one card like when you're cramming for a test in high school and the teacher says you can put your notes on one card and you try to figure out how small can I write the entire chapter of information on one card. No, this is one card and my rule of thumb is less than 10 words. So I think I have right here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have 12 words. So not ideal, but you'll see it's a lot. It's four bullet points and five sub bullet points. And each bullet point is no more than two words. So I'm, I'm going to refer to my note card for each episode and I'm going to keep it to one note card. Um, so let me talk about my career. Let me talk about why my career might be relatable. Well, first of all, I had no idea when I was graduating college what I wanted to do for a living. In fact, um, those of you who listened to, I think it was an episode I did in season three, you will know that I went to college at the George Washington University in Washington, D.C., and I went there as a pre-med major. Now, I probably had no right being a pre-med major because I was kind of like a middle B student in high school and who had middle-of-the-road SAT scores. So not the likely background for someone who is going to ultimately become a doctor. But I grew up in a family that said, you can do anything you strive to do, be whatever you want to be. I knew I liked working with people. Why not help people with their health? I was going to go pre-med. Well, it took a C in 
intro to bio, a C in anatomy, a D in botany, and a D in organic chemistry for me to quickly realize that A, I was on academic probation, and B, I wasn't going to be a doctor. So my father said to me, Mitchell, I'm willing to pay for an undergraduate degree. I'm willing to have you graduate with an undergraduate degree without student loans. And I am eternally grateful to my father for that. He also said, you better get that degree in four years or I might kill you. So here I am on academic probation, clearly not going to be a doctor. And I'm saying, oh my gosh, I better get a degree in four years. Now, Pop didn't tell me what I needed to get a degree in. He didn't say what I had to get a degree in. So I chose English literature because I knew I liked reading and writing. And I knew as an English lit major, I could spend most of my studying laying in bed reading. And then after the book was finished, getting up and not on my computer, because it wasn't a computer world back then, but on my typewriter, type up papers and then repeat. And I wouldn't have to take tests. And that's kind of like, I'm not a great test taker, so that's what I did. Became an English lit major, graduated in four years, and quickly realized, like, what am I going to do with an English degree? I don't want to be an English teacher. I don't want to be a writer. I don't want to apply to law school, which some of my English lit major friends were doing. So what was I going to do? And I ended up working in a professional services firm in a very specialized area of tax that did not require an accounting degree, did not require um, being a CPA. Um, All it required was someone who showed up at work and was willing to learn and willing to work hard on how to prepare tax returns. And that's where I started. And I knew I loved it. I knew I wanted a career in it. The thing I loved the most actually was dealing with people on my team and dealing with clients. You know, the tax rules, I could have, you know, take it or leave it. But the people aspect of it and the challenge of working hard and learning new things was really exciting. I went to night school for accounting. Those of you who know the story know that I ended up on academic probation. I was working very hard at work. I had a young baby at home, and school became my distant last priority. Um, When I got a D in advanced accounting, I was um, back on academic probation in my um, master's program. Long story short, I never did finish the master's program. I got um, asked to leave the program (laughs) because of my grades. I found a really great advisor who said, you know, rather than going for the master's degree, how about just taking a few more classes, take them undergraduate, and you will have enough accounting credits to sit for the CPA exam. So that's what I did. Me, remember, I was an English major. I don't love taking tests. The CPA exam is a very difficult test. Look, I think I failed it at least four times before I passed it. Um, But you know what CPA stands for? Can't pass again. Pass it once and you're good. So I'm still a CPA all these years later. And um, I made a career in tax in in an accounting firm. And let's be honest. um, You can't advance in your career without being 
pretty good at what you're supposed to be doing. So it's not like I was bad at taxes. I mean, I'm pretty good at it. But the thing I really think helped me in my career was being someone who is easy to work with, someone who is a good teammate for my colleagues, and someone who my clients knew they can count on to get work done right, to get it done on time, and someone who would pick up the phone when they called, even if they called at off hours. I was there for them. So what's my point here? My point here is when you graduate college, you don't really need to know what you're doing. Um, secondly, even if you do know, uh, it could change. Um, failure is part of life. So I failed quite a few times in that story, but I picked myself up. I kept going. Um, I also found the things that I was really strong at in my field and things that I was maybe mediocre at in my field. And I tried to make the mediocre things a little bit stronger. And I tried to identify the things I was good at. And I tried to like really capitalize on them. So I wasn't going to be let, you know, for example, memorizing the tax law, which is not really my thing. I wasn't going to let that be a hindrance. I became really good at finding the answers. And I found, became really good at finding people who knew the answers that I didn't know. Um, so those, I would say that was my weakness. I, don't, I wasn't you know, what we call a codehead, someone who memorized the law really well and could spat it off. I knew where to find the answers. So I, I, I made my weakness a little bit stronger so it didn't become a hindrance. And the things I was strong at, being responsive, being timely, being organized, being someone who people like to deal with. I capitalized on that. And in fact, I'll go into my, my career um, during the course of this season, but you'll see that when I really hit my stride in my career was when I was focusing a lot more on people issues, a lot more on selling new work, a lot more on teaching people skills, a lot more on relating to colleagues and other people. When I started to really get into um, an area of my, uh, at my, at my company where I could capitalize on those strengths, I'd already kind of minimized my weaknesses or strengthened my weaknesses, but capitalized on my strengths, then my career went even further. So, why, so with all of those learnings, I feel like this season four of the Meet Mediocrity podcast is something that will have something for everyone. So, A, so let me tell you, sorry, but A, let me tell you a few things uh, that you can expect during this season, and B, let me invite you to, to weigh in on that. So, this is episode one. I'm going to target like 20-minute episodes. They may go a little bit longer but I don't think they'll go a lot, a lot longer. I'm thinking 20, 25 minutes. We'll see where the topic takes me. I don't think it'll be 45 or 50 minutes. Um, I just can't speak that long. Well, actually, I probably could if you know me, but you probably don't want to listen to me for that long. How's that? Um, here's some of the topics I know I wanted to have um, as episodes on this season four of the Meet Mediocrity podcast. One. Um, how to search for a job and how to search for a job can include how to get your first job or how to look for a job when you're unemployed. 
um, or how to look for a new job when your, your current job is not making you feel good. Um, it could also talk about getting a new, uh, uh, it should also cover uh, what it, it means to get a new job if you work in an organization where you might want to try something different and you work in a firm or a company that gives you options to try different things. So job search is definitely an episode. Definitely um, an episode on business relationships, how to build them, how to collect those relationships, and how to do things with them to, to further your career. Selling. Um, look, I think I'm good at selling things. And I think I'm good at selling things because I don't view selling as selling. I view selling as relating, um, finding common ground, uh, relating. Did I say relating? Um, and problem solving, you know, working together with the person who's buying from you to solve a problem that they are looking to solve and helping them be successful. So I'll definitely have a session or a episode on selling. I, I, I have a thing for presentations. Now, if you're listening to the, if you're listening to the Meet Mediocrity podcast, you probably think I'm a decent presenter, a decent speaker. Um, maybe a little bit of an annoying New York accent, probably, but um, I have a decent presentation style and some tips on how to do better when making presentations, because frankly, people dread this. People usually don't like making presentations. They usually don't like having to lead a big, important meeting. They usually don't like um, to make a sales pitch. So how to make a good presentation, or at least things I, I've learned and, and kind of wish I knew at the beginning of my career, I'll, I'll have a, an episode on that. I'll also probably have an episode on what to bring to the meeting because uh, people love decks and decks serve a purpose, but decks, you know, PowerPoints or, or whatever you want to call them, slides, they really there's really an art to using them well, and I would say the vast majority of people do not use meeting materials well. So I'll have a, definitely an episode on that. I have some other ideas, but but actually I'm also open to your suggestions. So um, reach out uh, the Meet Mediocrity um, podcast. You can find on meetmediocrity.com. You can send me an email through the website. You can send me an email directly to my, to my meetmediocrity at gmail.com email address. Uh, you can DM me, send me an instant message on Facebook or Instagram, and just say, you know, Mitch, I'd love to hear your thoughts on X. And if it's a good idea for you, it's probably a good idea for others. And if I've got something useful to say about it, I'll say something about it. So. This is the intro episode for the Meet Mediocrity Season 4, Episode 1. You've heard a little bit about kind of my brand shift to really kind of talk to you in a hopefully relatable and easy to understand way about life, about how to meet not just mediocrity, but to meet your better self. And, you know, to do it in a really positive way, to, to share some insights, because I definitely have a lot of experience and some insights 
I'm not an expert. I'm not always right. And I certainly don't have the only way to look at things. But if there's a tidbit or two I can share that's helpful, take it. It's yours. It's free. So with that, I'm going to wrap up episode one of season four of the Meet Mediocrity podcast, the entire season being about career building or things I wish I knew when I started my career. I look forward to hearing from all of you. And as I always say, I wish you much happiness, much wellness, much peace, and much health. And until next time, take care, everyone.